0: Bed and all hope listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. I'm doing well. Still got a yucky day and it's cold too. I think winter is really settling in early, which I don't like. At any rate, here I am. So, today, 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 I want to talk about making a lore book, and which is different than your GM book or world book or whatever. Actually, it's kind of a world book, but I'll, I'll, we'll talk about that and we will talk about that after this. All right, before we get started, I've got a voicemail, another voicemail from John Allen Large. And he talks about the episode he did about the safe space and X cards and things like that. It's a bit of a long one, but that's okay. I want to hear you. I want you guys to hear this. So
1: take it away, John. Hey there, Glenn. It's John here from the Red Dice Diaries. I've just been listening to your safe space episode. got your most recent episodes a little bit out of order, but I'm working my way through them. Uh, I've got to say I pretty much agree with you, and I've watched the the, the same video that you obviously have by Grim Jim, and uh, I pretty much agree. To be honest, um, the only place I really use sort of X cards is when I'm at a convention. I run help run games on demand at the UK Games Expo, and that's just like little sort of like two hour taster sessions where you can sort of come along and play games if you you not having a chance to get into any of the longer games. And normally you sort of turn up, there's a number of GMs on different tables, each of which has four or five systems. You turn up, a load of you will get whacked on a table, and the GM will go, I've got these games, which do you fancy me running? Now, the reason the organisers of that have given for using X-Cards is that it's as insurance for the GMs, because If you've got the X cards there, people can use them to signal like they're uncomfortable with something and the onus isn't entirely on the GM. To be honest, I'm not sure how well that works. I mean, there've been several sort of fairly high profile recent incidents where things have been taken the wrong way in games and people have been sort of ostracized and banned from conventions as a result of that. When perhaps a more measured approach wouldn't have resulted in such sort of like knee-jerk reactions but and i I think to be honest even if you use x cards if someone later on complains about a game being unsuitable or making them uncomfortable and you say well why don't you use the x cards i still don't think it's going to reflect particularly well in the eyes of the public on the gm and as i'm sure we're all aware nowadays there's some people who, rather than just sort of having a discussion with the German in question, would rather fly to Twitter, light the virtual torches, and rouse the Twitter mob to sort of cast the perceived wrong doer amt which I think is unfortunate because I'd rather a sort of mature and rational discussion happen in those cases. But I tend to do when I'm running games on demand is, as you were suggesting, when I'm laying out the games and saying, what do you fancy? I make it very clear what the themes and the sort of the type of thing that's going to appear in those scenarios are going to be. So for instance, I had a white star sort of space horror theme and I was like, right, you're going to be on an abandoned space station. There are going to be sort of mild themes of body horror. In this game, I might give people an opportunity to choose differently if they so wish. anyway, that's just my tokens on it, dude. Take out, and I'll catch you soon.
0: thank you, John. I appreciate it i uh yeah, I'm glad we're we're of a mind to this, as far as what you said um I've never used x cards as I've said. I've never used any other thing like that. I never had to. I never felt I had to because i if I lay it out in session zero. I lay it out, and this is what it's going to go on. And if somebody has a problem with that, they can walk or whatever. We can talk about it. But I understand, yeah, in this age of the Internet and things like that, they'd rather just go, troll, you know, complain and moan on the Internet about it. And all I can say is, hey, I do my best to, you know, it's, that's about all you can do, you know. I just I just do it like that. I think X cards and things like that are. It, it's I, I I like it in theory, but in practice, it just as as uh, Grim Jim said, it gives too much control to the play to the people who are playing. In as in as much as they can get real ridiculous about it. See, like anything else, that's something. I mean, anything in life like this. You always got to worry, or some people, or maybe me, just got to worry about people taking it too far. I mean, that happens in politics all the time. People just go too extreme, and next thing you know, you're you're messed up. You're messed up. People give you a bad reputation, things like that. So, that's my thing on it. Just, you know, do the session zero, do your best to, to convey to the players what this game is about. And I think you should probably tell you what, you know, how far are you going to go? Where's your line that you will not cross? That's a good thing to say. And find out what their lines are too while you're at it. You know, it just goes so far as to throwing p- things out like, you know, PDFs out saying, okay, here's a write-up of my game or whatever. What's going to go on? So that's about all you can do. And thank you, John. Thank you for that that email. Okay, lore books. I'm I've got kind of a lore book for my world and it's it's a book where you just sort of like doodle and write about different things in your world that may not have anything to do with the the world's history, I mean the, the the world as it's laid out in the game, but little bits and knobs and pieces. And I've got something like that here. And it's funny because it's also kind of a sketchbook, and what it is is I got this. Now, now you can do this with any book. You can you can grab a, a you know a, a compo book or, or a notebook or just a, a binder or whatever with paper in it and do this. But what what I have is a nice book here that really helps with the period. I got this. It's one of those, but you can find these online too. I bought this at, at North Texas RPG Con a few years ago. It's it's a leather, thin leather book, brown thin leather book with an embossing on it. And it's it's got like 400 pages of what looks like handmade paper. I mean, these are made in China, yes. But it looks like handmade paper that is stitched in there. And so it gets, it gives you a real, a real kind of feel of that. And I put some sketches in here of different places, a few people, uh, monsters, places. I started writing about little bits of lore that, like, for instance, first thing I did, it it took me a few pages to do this because I was, I was kind of, Kind of drawing in it, so. <laughs> but still, you know, they're going to go, who's that? And you just make something up on the spot. Uh, like first thing I did was Gorgiman's wand of fear. I did a fear wand and gave it a lore, wrote it out here. The next page is the, the ruins of Fort Mariah, and drew that kind of out on the edge of the page, and then filled in some lore. And this is a in, this is a kind of interesting thing you can do, with these books. And I go in there, and I and I draw, and I write. And this is just all about my world, things in my world, or generic things like that that could fit in my world. And, you know, I pull this out every once in a while and do it. I do it in pencil and then ink. Uh, the only thing, the bad thing about the ink is these pages tend to, I, I wanted to use both sides of the page, but the ink tends to bleed through. So, I just use the right side, of you know, like the normal right side of the page. And I tell you, you you start filling this in. You can even put like maps and stuff in there that maybe might be related to whatever's going on in in your world. Now, the first time I saw this was uh, Spider Isle, Spider... I can't remember, but it was like you get a book of the lore for you, and they get a little book that is a notebook of people who have been there that the players are supposed to write in. Oh, I never let them write in it because it was 40 bucks, but I also got the PDFs, but the whole thing is they make their own notes in the book and things like that, and this is the kind of their guide. And so this is kind of the same thing. I can hand this to them and go, "Hey, look! Here's something somebody wrote. A scholar wrote, and I can make something up. The scholar Hallstrom, because I put my, I put my, I put my last name at the beginning at the 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 the, the title page. So it's like I'll just say it says Sir Edwin Hallstrom or or Mad Mad Dog Hallstrom or somebody like that." that made this up. Here, take a look. This is what he's seen he's seen in his travels and give that to them and it's a it's a great it's a great looking artifact for one. You know, I love things like this to give to the players and go, "Hey, check this out," you know. And then they can find out little bits and bobs of the world, which is a really nice thing. And this thing this cost me all of $25. Because the guy, the guy sells them cheap. I think I bought three of these and gave two of them. We gave one to my wife. gave one to my grandson. And I got his email address also. And he said, if you run out of if you run out of space, and I don't think I'm going to. He says, here, email me and I'll sell you another 400 pages. You can take the stitches out of this and then. And then put the you know put put another four hundred pages in there. And you have some more. And I was like, I'd rather buy just another, just buy another book from you. I'm sure he gets these wholesale and things like that. But at the same time, it's a really great thing. Keep an eye on these. Keep an eye out for these because I've seen them on Amazon too and such. And may well wait a minute. Let me see. Let me see. I think I have the email address in here. And sure enough, I do. Guy okay, wrote it down for me if i can ever open the paper it is it is bowen dragon bowen dragon at bowendragon1.com i think he's still around i think he can still there but check out bowen bowendragon at bowendragon.com that's his email address you might have to google him to find a website or anything like that, but anyway, these are real. This is the kind of thing that players just love, and it really enriches your game. So, anyway, I got to go start my day. So, if you guys want to talk about this or anything else, oldmangrognard@gmail.com, and or drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized so as little as ninety nine cents a month. You too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason and John Allen and Michael. Thank you, guys. And don't forget about Dan Gregg's Young YUNG Young Grognard podcast, Mark C. Walring's The Yawning Albear podcast, Big John Allen Larges' The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com.